Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. He's the editor of the National Review Political NBC Does It All. He's a great Monday morning guest. One of my good buddies, which Lowry, which good Monday morning. How are you? Good, Sid. Steroidal eye drops are actually amazing. And my my uh, a couple of years ago, my son just poked me like directly in the eye. I couldn't open my eye without feeling like I was getting stabbed. <laughs> And I went to the eye doctor, and they gave me those drops, and just like immediately went away. Right away, right? Yeah, I got to get those today for sure. Well, thank you for telling me that. (laughs) So yesterday morning, even with a uh, messed up eye, I was able to watch my friend Maria Bartiromo. I like her show on Sunday mornings, the the Business Futures, or whatever it's called. I don't know. And she had a couple of really good guests on, including Jared Kushner. I'll get to him later. But she started with Mike Johnson, and I think it was the first television interview for the brand-new Speaker of the House, that finally got done after 20-plus days, and I like him. I know the left hates his guts. He's way too conservative and another election denier, all that nonsense. But he does seem to be the type of guy that can unite this Republican Party. He said all the right things with Maria on television yesterday. What are your thoughts on the new speaker, Mike Johnson? Yeah, so far everything he said has been great. I mean, he's, uh, his his speech on the floor after he won the gavel was Pitch perfect. He's smart. He's likable. You know, non-threatening. And Democrats kind of think, oh, we're going to run, uh, run, run against this guy in races around the country. It's never going to happen. I mean, they're going to have to say, hey, there's this to voters. There's this new speaker of the House. You need to be really frightened of. And they're going to say, oh, 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 oh really? Uh, who is he? Mike Johnson. And then voters are going to say, Mike Jackson. And they're going to say, no, 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 Mike Johnson. And they're going to voters are going to say, oh yeah, I went to school with that guy. You know, it, just, it takes a lot of effort to make a speaker radioactive. And this guy. Between the way his affect and his name, it's going to be real hard to do it against him. All right, well, two guys finally dropped out last week. I know Nikki Haley keeps talking, and again, she took a shot at President Trump yesterday for, you know, he was criticizing Bibi Netanyahu. Hey, Nikki, baby, he's right. There's nobody more pro-Israel than me. I'm in the rain at a rally on Sunday where you're drinking tea in South Carolina. Mm-hmm. He's right. Bibi got, he got destroyed in this. Hamas outsmarted Bibi. All Donald Trump did was tell the truth, Nikki. Stop it. Mm-hmm. And so it's about time you join Mike Pence, Larry Elder, and everybody else and get out of this. Talking about, <laughs> no, I'm serious. Talking about Mike Johnson reuniting the Republican Party. It is time for Republicans to unite around Donald Trump. No one's coming close. No one is coming close. And as we approach November now, we got to stop with Iowa's a year away. It's not. DeSantis is still getting killed. Haley is still getting killed. It is time they do what Pence and Elder is, drop out and reunite and support Donald Trump. Well, Nikki's not going to drop out. She thinks she's having a surge. And and sort of within the limited uh, metrics of the the also-ran candidates, she has had a surge. Yeah, she's had a surge. She's now tied tied Ron Ron DeSantis in Iowa. She's going to get her ass kicked in the primary. It's ridiculous. Yeah, so we'll we'll see. I mean, DeSantis and Haley aren't going to drop out, but everyone else seems as though it's completely hopeless, and there's not a lot of hope for DeSantis and Haley. But you know, we'll see. Sometimes there's a late late surge, but you would need two things to happen. You need like 15 to 20 percent of Trump's support to be fake, 
um, which is which is not necessarily likely. And then you need one of these these uh, DeSantis or a Haley to surge and consolidate, and that doesn't necessarily seem likely either. Well, Donald Trump, uh, last I looked this morning, has now lengthened his lead over both the Republican candidates, and now he's leading in a lot of the polls over Joe Biden. I mean, it just seems like as the days go on, whatever Biden's yeah. doing with Israel and and the war and Mike Johnson, as the days go on, it looks like Donald Trump is getting more and more support, and maybe some of that rich are independents. Yeah, maybe. You know, there was a, a poll. I was looking at this last night. I think it's the latest USA Today Suffolk poll. Trump leads Biden on who can best handle the economy, foreign affairs, and immigration, likely to be the three biggest issues in, in the election. So, um, you know, he'll have to uh, overcome his, his personal unpopularity. His, his favorable ratings are terrible. But what he just he'll need voters just to conclude, oh, we don't like you. You know, we don't like stuff you say. Um, and we're not going to change our minds about that. But things are better when you were president. And that's a plausible case. All right. So Israel now going in hard as of this weekend. They're blowing out these tunnels. They're, whatever explosives they're using, the uh, ground is now becoming the top in Gaza. Uh, it seems pretty incredible. And there's a lot of force here and they're not going to stop. They can ask for all the ceasefires they want, the squad, all these animals protesting all over the city and in college campuses all across the country. But it does not look like Israel cares. I'm happy about that. They are going to do what they need to do and what they should do. You agree with that? Yes. Yes, I do. It's amazing, though. I mean, we've talked about this since the attack. Just the, the discourse is totally flipped. It is all about Israel needs to show restraint. White House briefing last week. There's one day I was watching, I don't know, Wednesday or Thursday. All the questions were about whether Israel is abiding by the laws of war. Sunday shows that they're talking about that, you know, and the, the administration is talking about that. But they're they're dead set on going in. I mean, this is an attack that, that really um, – cut at the very purpose of Israel. You know, it was founded for a safe space for Jews where they wouldn't suffer pogroms anymore, and there was this massive pogrom on Israeli soil. So Israeli society is just not going to tolerate it, and um, they're going to go in and wipe out Hamas. Uh, they should. It's going to be a, a tough, hard fight. There's a big question mark what comes afterwards because no one wants to govern Gaza, but I agree with you. They're not going to stop, and they shouldn't. I was um, almost taken aback, although I wholeheartedly agree with a comment that Jared Kushner, Donald Trump's son-in-law, made with Maria Bartiromo on Fox News, talking about how Israel should not push back and how you just talked about how Israel became the bad guy very, very, very quickly. We knew it was going to happen. We knew it. But it happened even quicker than we thought. And once again, these Palestinian rallies in New York, they get upwards of three to 5,000 people. I go to pro-Israeli rallies. They're lucky to get 100. It's just mm-hmm. unbelievable the amount of support these animals are getting all over the world, and the college campus has become really pathetic here in the United States. Listen to what Jared Kushner said with Maria Bartiromo yesterday, which Lowry, and remark after that. Jared Kushner-Lewis, cut number 16. It was a very interesting time to be over there, and I've been there many times before. Uh, one of the ironies is that uh, as an American Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia right now than you are on a college campus like Columbia University. How about that, Jared Kushner? You're, as a Jew, you're safer in Saudi Arabia than New York City, Columbia University. And he's right, and that's sad. That's a, that's a stunning and really powerful way to put it. I, I have um, Jewish colleagues who say, you know, they, they now kind of wonder, should I be an openly practicing Jew in the United States of America? Is it too safe? 
uh, too unsafe. I have a, a friend went down to Florida two years ago. I was chatting with him, and he said, I, I got a gun, and I, I take it to synagogue. And I was like, what? Why? And he's like, the rabbi asked me to. You know, and that's before this, uh, uh, this frothing anti-Israel sentiment came to the, the surface the last couple of weeks. So that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that's a really powerful way to put it. You know, you talk about taking a gun to uh, shul, and guns again became the topic of discussion last week because, unfortunately, innocent people ended up dead at the hands of a crazy man. Now, we had a gun, we know that, but he was a crazy man. And he was going to kill people no matter what. Whether he got a gun legally, illegally, it didn't matter. And we do the same thing, not we, but yeah. they, they do the same thing every time. You have innocent victims. Rigor mortis hasn't even set in yet. They're still laying on the floor, some of these people, especially the dead kids in Texas last year, but the latest shooting in Maine. And they're yelling and screaming on Joe and Mika about gun control. And it's yeah. just sickening. A crazy yeah, so, guy went out and killed people. That's the answer right there. Yeah, so a whole bunch of these cases, they are mentally disturbed, uh, mentally ill people who don't, aren't, aren't on their meds. And this guy was involuntarily confined, so we still need to learn more. How, how was he able to get a gun? I mean, he shouldn't be able to get a gun in that circumstance. But this is a nexus. Now, by the way, not, 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 not just get a gun. He was a firearms trainer. And according yeah. to most, second in his class, he was great. Yeah, it's um, th- this is the nexus we need to worry about. It's just how, how do we stop these kind of people from from getting guns? But you know, I don't know. There's 300 million guns in America. You can ban them tomorrow, and that still people still have access to guns. Of course. So the gun control is a complete complete dead end. Complete nonsense.